0: Hey, Doc, before today's episode, I have an important announcement for you. Have you been told that maybe if you can just cut down your spending, save more money, and pay off debt, then you will be able to have freedom? Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but that's not the complete truth. Over the last couple of years, I've had the pleasure of learning from badass women physicians and women outside of the physician communities that are living a life of freedom. And what I've found is that How they live their life and how they think about money is so different than how most of us have been taught. Incorporating this stuff has literally changed my life and the women physicians that I have an honor of serving. So I would love to invite you to an upcoming webinar that I have coming up for you. I want to share with you seven ways that women physicians that are living a life of financial freedom think differently than most. That way, you can also incorporate some other stuff and accelerate your own journey to freedom and wealth. Love you so much. Check out the link in the show note, and I look forward to seeing you at the upcoming training. Enjoy this episode. Hi, Dots. I'm Dr. Latif and I'm the host of the Money Feet MD podcast. This is where we help badass women physicians just like you learn simple and effective tools to build wealth from the inside out. That way, we can create wealth and bigger impact without all the burnout. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to another episode with the Money Coach Money Feed MD. Welcome guys. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having a fantastic summer. And if you're not listening in the summer, if you're catching up, you're new to my world. I'm like, what? Where's she been all of my life? Good question. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> I hope you guys are doing fabulous. Today we have an amazing, amazing episode for you that I know is going to change your money game if you let it sink in. Okay. So I want to talk to you about one of the most common questions I get, which is how do I make more money? Yes. I want you to make all the money that you want to make, because if you're listening to this podcast I know that you'll touch a cray, which is good. The world needs some cray people. I know that you are probably a decent human being. And I truly believe that money in the hands of decent human beings is how we're going to change the world. So I want you to have money. So when women physicians are asking me questions like, how do I make more money? I want to make sure that we get the answer to that question. The way that I'm going to answer this question for you is probably going to be different but, than how you've had it answered in the past. And the reason why I say that is a lot of times when people ask, how do I make more money? They're looking for, oh, buy a stock or buy an index fund or buy real estate or buy a business or buy a franchise. And all of those are true. But I want you all to be very, very careful about how we limit ourselves and how we limit our brains and how we limit our possibilities based on those that we're talking to, based on what we're seeing done before. The only way you're going to create something that has never been created before is to use your God-given brain with the tools that I'm sharing on this podcast and now use your brain to find what that unique idea is going to be for you. So and a specific example is y'all know how much I love real estate because I do think there's something in there for every physician. And I took a program when I started real estate, this is with the semi-retired community with Kenji and Letty were two of my favorite people. And When I took the course, I was probably one of the earlier rounds of people to take the course. And when I did, they were focused on long-term rentals because that is what they had done. Now they've done short-term rentals and all that. But what was interesting was that as we were all learning from their experience and their knowledge and their resources that they had created, there were people that had taken the course with us to learn the same framework and they started doing the different things with it. So some people started doing short-term rentals. Some people started doing medium-term rentals. Some people started doing larger complexes. Some people started doing international stuff, right? The same framework Can be used to create whatever you want to create as long as you're willing to let your brain follow and let your brain help you take the seed that you're getting and make it into a tree. So the point is the episode that I'm sharing today is going to be a seed that I want you to make into a tree. Another example of that is an amazing woman physician in our community that comes to mind right now and When, I mean, I don't teach people how to start a clinical practice. It's just not something that I do. I don't have one. I haven't, I mean, I work for a larger company or a larger organization. It's just not something that I've done. However, the same framework that I teach about how to build money, how to build yourself, how to invest in yourself, how to make money, how to have great ideas, how to execute great ideas, all those things that I teach in the money school, she has used that and has actually created a micro practice for herself. She's having a micro practice. She also works for someone else on the side as well. She has her own integrative medicine practice that She's doing she's creating a product and doing all this stuff right so just be very careful about when you ask people for how to do things make sure that you're not limiting yourself based on what they have done or not done and see that the data the information they're giving you should be a seed for you to take the baton and create even more goodness okay so I'm going to talk about how to make money, make more money. And it's going to be the framework that you can use, whether you own your own practice, whether you want to work for someone else, you want to create a product, you want to buy another business, you want to start a podcast, like whatever it is, you can apply this wisdom that I'm going to be sharing with you guys today, okay? So how to make more money, and no, it is not the lottery. I'm not about that life. I mean, there's nothing wrong with winning the lottery. In fact, if you told me that I won the lottery, I would be really excited about it because I don't even play. And I am a person that can handle to have an influx of a large amount of money so I can handle it. But if you're not, then I want you to learn how to be the kind of person that can handle a huge influx of money so that you can actually create an influx of money as an asset and not become a liability that turns you to the ground like it does for a lot of lottery winners. So the first thing I want to share in this episode is how is money made? Money is made by giving value. What do I mean by that? Money is made by giving value. Value is something that someone would pay for because they're saying that what you have to give is something that they need, something that they want, something that's going to improve their quality of life, something that's going to solve their problem, that when they see the solution that you offer, they're like, yes, please help me. Like, yes, please. Right. And the reason why it's important to keep that in mind is when you think about giving value, the value that you're giving cannot be from your own frame of mind it has to be from the perspective of the other person meaning that what do they find valuable enough to pay you to give the value it's not what do you think is valuable for you to give them and then badger them to like pay you for it no it's like what do they what are they willing to pay and what are you willing and able to create based on the resources you have based on the time you have based on what you're able to learn in order to be able to serve them so for a Another example that I have of that, there was a physician that I was speaking to, big shout out to Dr. Felicia Foy, who works on helping physicians find ways of making money by creating societal solutions or problems in the society. So for example, she's invested in things like creating stores in places that are you know sort of like food deserts where there are no good healthy food supplies how can you create a store and partner with people around there where you create something like a good place for people to find healthy nourishable foods to feed their body and in exchange you get paid for it so you're creating value based on what there is a need for and in exchange for that you're getting a thank you which is the money that you're getting okay I'll give you another example. It's we as physicians, I know that we don't think of ourselves as exchanging our brains for money, but that's literally what we do. And as a GI doctor, what I pretty much do is I know that people have GI issues. They have abdominal pain, they have bleeding, they have liver issues. They're trying to live long to prevent colon cancer. So they're willing to pay me for my brain, for my expertise, for my knowledge in order for me to be able to help them do that. So that's why the people pay me. If you work for a large organization, they work for someone else. I work for a large organization and they are paying me because they are like, okay, there is value that we want. And what value do they want? They want me to be able to help their members take care of their GI health. So I provide that. And that is how I get the money in exchange for the value. If I wanted to make more money from the organization that I worked with, there are ways to do that, right? And that's going to be different for different places, right? So one example is I could say, what do they need? What value do they want? And how can I provide that value? So for example, I could say they need someone to run the department. Am I willing to run the department in exchange for my money? So their need is this, right? And A lot of times that can be stressed when it comes to you wanting to get paid more. Right. But you're not aligning that to the value that the other person is willing to pay for. So I'll give you another example. That's really common. So there are times when physicians are told to maybe supervise mid-level providers who you may not be in agreement with their level of training or expertise or, you know, or their experience. And they're like, no, I just don't want to. And the people that you work with, they may be willing to pay you to do that. So literally they're saying the value that we would like for you to give us is we'd like for you to train these people, supervise them, and we will pay you. And you on the side can say, well, I don't want to. And that means you're like, there are boundaries I don't want to cross. There are moral obligations that I have. There are ethics that I don't want to cross. And that's why I don't want to train or supervise someone that I don't think may be appropriately trained for the position that they are trying to get into. Does that make sense? So they want you to do this, but you're like, no, that's not how I want to get more money. And so you may not get the money that they're willing to pay for the service that they want because it's not in line with your own boundaries, your principles, your morals, and that's okay. So the question now is, what are you able to do, willing to do that's in line with those things that you are ethically inclined to, that is also going to be perceived as valuable. And that may be, well, maybe you guys were thinking of starting another satellite location. I'm willing to help establish that. I'm willing to direct that. I'm willing to do this. And that is a value that they want. And then you can get paid for that value. Does that make sense? I'm talking to you like you're like saying yes or no. Yeah? No? (laughs) Okay. So another example, and I want to, I'm giving you lots of examples because this is applicable to different things. When I, as a real estate investor, buy a property, I provide safe housing in communities that I care about. And I ask for an amount, I provide value, which is a housing, good quality, safe housing to people that are willing and able to pay in exchange for the value that I've created, right? So value is created in order to make money. But the value that you're creating has to be from the eyes of the beholder that you want to pay. So I am working on a book right now that is probably going to be coming out ah, at the end of this year or next year. And I'm super excited about it. It is going to be amazing. It is going to change how we as women think about ourselves how we think about money how we visualize money how we create money right and it's going to be a fantastic book I, and I cannot wait for it to get into your hands because I've already written it it's in the editing stages right now and it is going to blow your pants off in a good way just don't read it outside see your pencil unless you're like trying to flash the world but whatever right but the key is I have this amazing knowledge that i'm very grateful that i've gotten to learn and also create package in a book hey i'm gonna interrupt this episode briefly just to share a quick message from our sponsor the sponsor of today's episode is soxy Doc. yes listen up women you know how we spend so much time on our feet as women physicians. We spend time serving others, taking care of others, and we need to do a better job of taking care of ourselves. However, as we do all those things, including saving lives, we deserve to walk around with comfort and badassery on our feet. This is why we have created Soxy Duck, a whole new line for women physicians that prioritize their comfort, their own badassery so that you can walk around the hospital feeling like a boss. Visit SoxyDoc.com to check out the options that we have for you. Again, it's Soxy, S-O-C-K-S-Y, Doc.com, because every physician should be a Soxy Doc. Right? And the reason why I know it's valuable is because everything that I've created there is a result of what I've learned as I've Taught women about what women need, where the shortcomings are in our education and life experiences so that I can create the value from their view. And in exchange for that, they're going to pay for the book. Right. And a lot of those books usually in you know, the first couple of weeks, it's like super cheap, like a dollar. So that's going to be like crazy crazy pay for what you're getting. But over time, it's going to go back to whatever the cost is. I don't know. They're usually like in their twenties or $30 or that kind of range, but you get my point. So those are different examples of how to make money. So those things are going to serve both parties. I get money in exchange for the value that you are verbalizing as the value that you want. The same goes for the money school that I run for women physicians. I figured out what women physicians need in order to get back to be the money badass that we're all created to be, to be able to achieve the five-figure, six-figure, seven-figure net worth goals that they want, right? So that is what women want. That's a value that women like, yes, Satifat, I want to learn how to have money without being an asshole. Like, I want to learn to have money without feeling like I'm cheating humans or feeling like I'm sacrificing all of my time in order to make a buck. Like, I want to have money and not suffer. I want to have money and be well. And what I've done is I've created that in the money school. And because that's the value that you guys want, that's what you need. I get paid in exchange for that. And the key is when we create value, it's important for it to be what the other person actually needs or wants or willing to get, you know, improve their quality of life, number one. And I'm a huge believer in giving more than I can ever receive. So for example, I know that if I want to create, if I want to make money, all I have to do is serve at an extent that's higher than that, so that it is a deal to the person that's, that's paying me, right? Another example of that is even clinically, I think about this as a GI doctor, even though I work as an employee physician, I want to do a great job of taking care of my patients. I want to do a good job of being a great part of the team. Like I want to be a valuable member of the team, not because I want someone's external, like, oh yeah, thumbs up. You're good girl, top duck or whatever. None of that nonsense. I mean, it's not really nonsense. Whatever, whatever. I've been top duck like two or three years in a row, which is pretty fun. So it's not nonsense. I'm grateful for it, but I'm not doing what I'm doing for that. I'm doing that because when it comes to the numbers, I want to provide service that is out of proportion to the what I'm being getting paid. So, for example, if I'm getting paid, I'm just just an example. If I'm getting paid two hundred thousand dollars, but I'm providing value and service at a level that's like two times that, or three, or three hundred k, or whatever. That's a deal. That's a steal. That is how we create value. That is how we make money. I know that I spent a lot of time on this topic, on this number one, but it is so, so important. And I want you guys to get it, okay? If you get it, make sure you go. I want to hear. Send me a message. Dr. Latifat with a T at the end at on Latifat or moneyfitmd on Instagram and moneyfitmd on Facebook. Send me a message. I want to hear from you and also leave a review. Like tell me what episode, what you learned from it. If you're feeling too lazy, you can feel free to just give those five stars that I love. But I want to know how this has helped you because this is so important, right? And when you take this, you can use it anywhere. Like you want to sell on Amazon, you provide value that people need, you get money. Like, what is it? What are physicians suffering? Like, I have so many ideas. It's amazing because I've trained my brain and myself to see what people need, where they're willing to pay for, and that I can meet that need and I can make money. I literally cannot even press you all the ideas that I have in my head because I choose not to pursue all the ideas that I have in my head because I like to sleep and have fun. And then number two is you decide if you want the value that you're creating to be directly from you or indirectly from you. And you may hear people describe this as passive or active. So for example, do I want to be the one that is owning the companies or do I want it to be indirect by me putting my money in the stock market and using that as a way of giving value so I can make more money? Do I want to be the one that's like the landlord managing the property or do I want someone else to do that? So do I want it to be direct or indirect? Do I want to invest in businesses where I'm putting money in so that someone else can run their ideas and create their ideas and create their businesses? Or do I want to be the person that's running the business? You can see how thinking of it as direct to the consumer, quote unquote, or indirect to the consumer. Because if you own a company, you may be actually direct to consumer, or you may not be direct to consumer. You may be paying for a management company or a manager or a director or someone to be the one that directly provides the value to the consumers. So asking yourself, do I want this to be directly from me? Do I want it to be indirectly from me? And I'm a huge fan of diversifying. I think it's great to mix all those so you can be direct in some and indirect with some so that you're leveraging your. Time and not limiting yourself by what you have the time to do or not have the time to do. You're literally paying for other people's brains to let their brains work for you, to make money for them, to make money for you. Again, it's like value. How are they giving value? What are you paying them for? How are you giving value? What are they paying them for? So that number one step, so, so important. And that's why I spent a lot of time on that. And number two, like I mentioned, is direct from you, to consumer or indirect from you to consumer. Okay. And then number three is this. If you find yourself in a position where you have, okay, now you have all these ideas. Dr. Latifah just told you to like grab a pen and paper and put a lot on paper. Like how do you go about an executing, especially if there are multiple that seem to be great ideas at the same time? What I always tell people is this, when you have multiple competing ideas, It is so easy for you to stay in analysis paralysis and not actually take the steps or execute the action. But what I want you to decide is just literally if there are two or three that are great ideas, you can toss a coin and just decide which one you want to do now and just focus on that. Execute that, right? Create it, make it work, and then a few months later, or whatever weeks, or maybe even years, depending on which one you go with first, then you add on the second one. And then eventually you add on the third one. By the time you give yourself a two year period and look back, you would be diversified, right? So diversification is not something that you have to necessarily have to get off from the get go. But if you have a bunch of competing great ideas, those are things that you can do to help yourself not sit down in analysis paralysis so that you can start to create value. Like, what do people, they like, Like, for example, my podcast, honestly, this has really been uh, sort of like an act of love or whatever. Like, I want this information to be accessible to everybody. My money school is only for women physicians. And I know that there are people that are interested in getting this knowledge and learning the way that I simplify it. And this is a great way to start whether you're a physician or not, you can listen to the podcast because no one's blocking you from listening. You can share with your people that are not physicians because you want them to also learn all this information. But my money program is sort of like where I now make it all more efficient. I show you the how, you get the coaching, you get the support, you get the community so that you can actually take it to another level. However, the podcast is a good place for you to start. And when I read the reviews that I get, people are like, Latifah, I even listen to the podcast, I'm like, diversifying i'm now buying real estate and all this other stuff and so it gives me like immense amount of joy and just gratitude that i get to do this but the reason why i share that with you is my podcast is not necessarily a direct money generating tool for me it is more to just create and give however the company that houses my podcast does run some podcasts and does run some ads excuse me and I make a little bit of almost nothing to be honest for me, but I'm using that as an example because that's an indirect way. They have a word, they have some services that they want to get into the world and I'm willing to let them, you know, sort of like passed that through my platform. And for that, they pay sometimes like literally a dollar. So it's not really anything much, but my point is that's another way that I can create value. And if I truly wanted to monetize the podcast, there are ways that I can do that. Again, I could find people that are serious about building their stuff that I agree with ethically, and I can choose to run ads for them as long as it is in line with my goals, my ideologies, and things that I think is of value to my people, right? So those are the ways that I think about giving value, making more money, direct versus indirect. And if you have competing, pick one. Don't waste time in analysis paralysis, waiting for perfectionism. Get started because it's not just about the ideas and people always talk about the fact that the grave is like the richest place in the world, because that's where all great ideas were that were never executed are. And if you're listening to this podcast, I don't want that to be you. I want you to live your life, to create amazing stuff so that at the end of your life, which I hope that in a long, long time from now, you're going to look back and be glad that you used up all those amazing ideas that you have in your head, because that's what I want for myself as well. So that is what I have for you guys today. I want you, because of course I'm going to give you homework, I want you to take a pen and paper, write out those things that you are seeing and start to train your brain to see things, right? Your brain is an asset. The only way for you to make it work, for you way for you to make great ideas, new ideas that know that's going to be brilliant, that's going to be unique, no one has ever seen before, is by using your own brain and tapping into it, writing down all those things. What do people need? How can you serve people? How can you improve quality of life? Meet a need, meet a want, write it down, pick one, learn, and start executing. And that is how you're going to change your financial life. So... I want to hear from you because I think this was a relatively long episode. I think, I don't know how many minutes it's been going for, but I do think that this is really going to change the game for a lot of you guys. As long as you listen, execute, and don't forget to leave us a review. I read every single one of them. Let me know how you are doing. let me know how this is changing your money game for you. And as always, thank you so much for being here with me. It's a joy. It's a privilege. And I do not take it for granted. Have a fabulous rest of the week. Bye bye. If you have loved this episode, I would love it if you can head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us get this content to more women physicians. This is a money revolution, and I'm so glad that you're part of it. Thank you for listening.